You're listening to a Broadmoor Podcast production. On Sunday, we finished up Philippians chapter 2 as we continued our journey through Philippians. Josh preached from chapter 2, verses 19 through 30. And on the podcast today, we talk about the fact that Paul sends Timothy and Epaphroditus, some of his best workers, to the Philippians and how he exemplifies something we talked about earlier in this book, the mind of Christ. What does it mean for us to consider others' needs above our own? We also spend time discussing how we can practically create margin in our lives to leverage for the gospel and explore more about the importance of knowing and trusting those we submit our lives to as spiritual leaders and mentors. We've got a lot of practical thoughts for you today. Thanks for joining us. This is After the Message. Sing correct, I uh, <laughs> It's true. I got time it. Time after got time. It. Good Lord Almighty, where are we going? <laughs> I will be. Okay, go ahead. Please tell me you got that. <laughs> My gates were ready. All right. Hey, guys. Welcome to the podcast today. How hey. you doing? Hey, Mike. Good morning. Good. Hey, Mike H. Mike H. Why do you why. call me by Mike H? Um, like, that, that's all I you mean, ever call me. It's it Mike H. Teams? Uh, it's just, isn't it good? Do you like it? I mean, I mean it's fine. No yeah. one else calls me Mike H. But there you go. We, we can, though. Oh, they it's will now. There so right. I, so I know who's calling podcast. me when, when you use that. If you're Mike listening H. to the podcast. Please call Mike, Mike H. H. Mike H. Mike H. And then people call me Michael when they're angry. Oh, boy. Does that happen a lot? So if I'm mad, I'm going to say Michael H. Actually, my mother calls me Michael. Well, used to. Used to call me Michael when you know, yeah. she was angry. Actually, it was mm. my full name, Michael Lee Hate. Yes. So yes. Michael Lee Hate. Like yeah, Michael Leach. Yeah. Didn't is, happen. All often. is one I mean, word. I was, I was a great kid, so yeah. yeah. Oh. There you go. Sure you are. We believe that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Neil M. Mm-hmm. I'm not touching that one. Smarsh, actually. <laughs> Smarsh. Yeah. Smarsh. So uh, so color. everybody had if a good you weekend. You want to lie? If you want to lie on the podcast, that's completely up to you. Dude. <laughs> oh. I would never lie on the podcast. <laughs> so, uh, how was the weekend, everybody? It's really Fantastic. good. It's it really good. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We had our triplets. We had triplet grandbabies. Three, three. There's triplet is three. I mean, had them. Okay, so they stayed 27 and a half hours with so us. So they're already and born. They're, oh, yeah, they're here. I'm sorry. So we had them at the house. They're two. And they travel in a pack. So it's not like oh, you're in the kitchen. Yeah. They're in the kitchen. It's three of them. And they're looking at you. And you go to the living room. <laughs> Always and there's three of them. And yep. they're just, they're everywhere you go. They're yeah. just, it's great. We put them in the wagon. Mm. Put them around. Had a big time. Contained them in the wagon. Were yes. there seatbelts in the wagon? No, but they stayed still. Was there a cage around the I wagon? I just threw Ooh, cookies in the cage. wagon. Stay, stay, stay. It's great. <laughs> Speaking of cookies, we're going way yes. off the rails here. Let's do it. I cookies. need to walk back a statement. I've walked back a lot of statements lately. You yes, you have. You know, I love, 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 absolutely love and adore Oreo cookies. Yes. And L-O-B. double stuffed cookies Ooh, yes. the best. are absolutely my favorite until yes. they came out with triple stuffed cookies. And then triple I thought, this push. is unbelievable. Then somebody said, you need to try the thins. And no. I was like, that's garbage. Why in the world wow. would you ever do thins? Going because backwards. because it is less filling and more cooking. I'm, I'm not here for that. I no. want more filling. <laughs> more filling. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> I accidentally filling. grabbed the wrong Oreo no. this past Uh-oh. Friday. for uh, Well, purpose. no, because I was going for the double stuffs and I, I got the thins. Listen to me right now. The thins are absolutely unbelievably good. Yes. Oh. Good to hear. Like, really? There's less cookie, too. There's less cookie, and that's what makes it great. Melts in the mouth. 
Guys, listen to me. No, get it. I'm I don't not get down it. for it. It was fantastic. I'm not down no. for dance. Have you tried uh, it? You're nope. going to have to show then, me. You're nope. going to have to bring some. Not going to. Bring some to the podcast. Don't knock we'll it do till you try it. Guys, listen wow. to me if you're listening to this podcast no. world. Next, Oreo Thins is next where it's week's at. No. podcast. We Revelations. Will eat Oreos. Goodness yeah. gracious. Revelations with an S. Yes. Oreos. Chase, I love you. Thank you. I didn't want to get all sacrilegious on it. Revelations. There you go. It's like Kroger's and Walmart's. Let's go. It's Starksville. It's Starksville. <laughs> we have lost control. Yeah, just, <laughs> I wanted to hear your segue on this. Where do you got? Yeah, come on. I actually have a good uh, Oreo, I have an Oreo story. Ben. So, so this weekend uh, we we went to Mobile. Uh, We're just going to go with it. Uh, <laughs> my daughter and her husband, and my son-in-law, um, bought a house, and so we traveled to Mobile to help them move in. Yes, and uh, it was a lot of hard work. <laughs> Luckily, they're newlyweds and they don't have a lot of stuff yet, but oh, that helps. Um, and the house was only really like four or five minutes down the road from where they live currently, but still, um, but Dad so, so Lori and I went and made a, uh, a Walmart run to, to pick up a few things for the move. And Lori had this idea. So we never buy Oreos. Um, but she thought, you know, people who's, who are edge. moving, they might want to eat yeah. some Oreos. Yeah. Like Josh so she Oreos. bought like uh, two packs of double stuff Oreos. Oh. And I thought that I was, you know, I don't ever eat Oreos. No. You look uh, like you eat half of a pack. Of you eat them if they're around. Uh, double stuff Oreos <laughs> throughout the, the day. Stress of the move. But I thought, you know, I'm working really hard. Like there I deserve these. You'd have had the thins. You'd have had so all of them. Burn it mm. off. Yeah. I don't know. I'm still gonna. So, have to, so there's my segue try. from the Oreos. <laughs> of course, I don't know where that <laughs> takes us, but uh, takes us anyway. right to Philippians two. Right to Oreos. Philippians two nineteen through thirty. So before we jump into the passage, just so everybody who's listening today knows who's on, if you didn't already pick up on who's. Who's in the room today? Uh, we've got Beth Bowman with I'm us. I'm here. All so, right. Uh, uh, as always, we've got Josh Brady, uh, Preston Crow, Neil Preston Marsh, yep. and Chase Hammock as producer, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. So, um, anyway, so this Sunday, uh, Josh, you finished out uh, the book, uh, not the book of Philippians, but Philippians chapter two. We finished the second chapter. Finally. Correct. Finally. Yeah. So start, <laughs> starting, starting in verse 19, and we yeah. went through to the end. So, it's a larger chunk this week. Yeah, yeah which, you know, really looking at the passage, it's like, uh, you know, coming into it, I thought, I wonder where he's going to go with this, because, you know, mm-hmm. it's really just kind of, uh, you know, just some words from Paul to the church, kind of, hey, I'm sending some people your way, and, and uh, <laughs> you know, and uh, it's like, okay, so what, what are you going to draw out of that? Yeah. But, uh, we drew an awful drew lot out of it. Yeah. Out. You really did. That's good. So, uh, so you were you were preparing uh how, how was it for you and and how how yeah did you find this to be a difficult passage no i found it convicting because i think in you're right so if you were to go back and read this passage which you should if you haven't yet um paul is, is sending two brothers he's sending brothers from another mother he's sending two brothers in christ to this church to to bring them encouragement and and in that like he is going to give kind of their their resume of why you should believe them and has nothing to do with their degree or background or story has everything to do with how they've served in the gospel ministry. And so, that, in many ways, that's convicting for me, and I, and I would hope for our staff, at least sobering, to say, we should be known not for our degree or the mm-hmm. seminary we're from or the pedigree that we come from, but by how we serve the church and love the people that make up the church of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if that's not what people know us as, then, then potentially we are not allowing them to see what we should allow them to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if we are not serving the church in a in a capacity to do that, then maybe there's something we should reevaluate about our lives. So for me, this was more of a, a introspective week, um, just to 
to allow the, the word to wash and convict and, and even bring some encouragement. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, so, you know, jumping in at one of the points that, uh, that you brought up just a little while ago, uh, in our pre podcast conversation was, uh, just, just pointing out the fact that, that Paul sent out, uh, you know, these, these two men who were, who were like his best workers. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and he did that because, uh, because of his love for the church and, uh, you know, he didn't hoard that for himself. Um, and so, and I, and so this ties back to some, some earlier, you know, passages in this book, right? So, so where we're talking about, uh, just having the mind of Christ mm-hmm. and, um, and that humility that comes with that. So, uh, you know, let's, let's talk about that. Like how practically, like, how does that flesh out for us, uh, to, uh, to think of the church and, or others needs above our, our, above our own and not hoarding those, those kinds of resources for ourselves. So great. I think it's a great question and, and where we live and, and this, I'm going to answer for me. So, right. Not as, not as pastor at Broadmoor, but just Josh brother. And as, as a member here at the church, we have so many great resources here um, that a lot of times it's almost easy to flippantly say, oh yeah, you can have that or you can use that or you can be a part of that. Cause there's really no emotional tie mm-hmm. to a lot of what we do. They're just great resources to be used or to be had. But then when it gets a little bit closer to our life, mm-hmm. or at least closer to, to our own personal walk, those those resources become precious mm-hmm. and, and not as plentiful. And I find myself just personally guarding those a little bit more than I would other things. So if you were to come in and say, I need a table and chairs for an event this weekend, praise God, come and get the table and chairs. Well, Josh, I need to know if I can take Gideon on a mission trip to wherever. I'm like, oh, man. How about some table and chairs? Uh, I mean, I, I think I can cut you a great that's, deal on those. That's a good illustration. Yeah, I, I think because one is much closer to my heart than the other one is. And so where we live, I think it, it may be uh, a little bit um, outside of our thought pattern to think that in our humility, we need to allow the things that are closest to us to live with them open-handedly to mm-hmm. the Lord. He may not require them to be yeah. used or at least used in a way that's uncomfortable. We may enjoy how they're used. Mm-hmm. But if we live open-handed, he gets to call the shots because mm-hmm. they're his anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, you, well, you mentioned yesterday even that sometimes we kind of have a fear of what God's going to do if we're that way, yes. right? If we're open-handed, then God automatically is going to take the thing that we love the most and say, you got to get rid of that. That's or right. you got to send them somewhere yeah. else in the world. And it's like we we go there. I mean, that's like our first thought yeah. is he's going to, whatever's the worst case scenario, that's what God's going to do, right? That's strange. Why it do we is. do that, counselor? Tell me. It is. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's a good question because I have that same thought sometimes. Yeah. It's like if you open your hands and say, okay, it's all yours, then he's going to go there. And I think maybe some of that is because we read uh, in scripture of hard things that God calls people to do. And so we just assume, oh, he's going he's gonna to call mm-hmm. us to do hard things. Um, but you mentioned, you know, children, you mentioned Gideon. And I think for, for many people, it's going to be a, a child or a family member, right? Right. It's going to be some close relationship that we say, you can do just about anything you want in my life, but don't take them away from me. Don't take, yeah. don't, don't send them somewhere else. Mm. Yes. Um, which is kind of opposite of how a lot of us start off in relationships where mm-hmm. we go, okay, God, if you'll give me this. I will give this back to you. If you'll give me this child, I'll give this child back to you or this relationship, I'll give it back to you. Mm-hmm. But then once we have it for some time, it's like, oh. I'd rather keep it. I'd rather keep it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, and I, I think about that and it, this just occurred to me because I, I think there's a, even a tension in that as we talk about, uh, you know, some conversations that, that we've had just, you know, casually here or there 
uh, about even the desire to plant a church mm-hmm. or things, you know, because in order to do that, like you have to let go of some stuff no. and, and you can't hoard resources mm-hmm. here. Uh, and, and, and maybe even that involves sending out some people who are, who are really great mm-hmm. leaders, uh, you know, putting some, uh, some financial resources that way that, that we could otherwise use. Um, so yeah, I think it, it has applications, not just for us as individuals, but for us as a church as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so again, just as a reminder, I know we've talked a little bit like for, for the sake of the glory of God and the good of the church, what are we willing to do? Right, mm-hmm. and I think us, we would say we are willing to do and go anywhere, but when it when it comes to the things that we love the most, mm-hmm. it, it 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 begins to become a God send me not that, mm-hmm. um, God God use me not them, and it, it's a strange thing because yeah. don't we want the things that we love the most to be used by God the greatest? Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I want I want God to use Gideon and Lydia and Mary Joy. I want God to to use them in a, a great and mighty way. But just how I want it, God, not not the mm. way that maybe you desire it. It's a mm. weird thing. It open a weird hand, thing. Open, hand. open hand. For me, it's my time is what I what I uh, hold most close to me. Mm. And so, like if if, I, if I'm here at Broadmoor at the office, and you came by and said, "Hey, Beth, can you help me with a little project? I need you for about thirty minutes. Can you come in here and help me think through something?" I'd, sure, I'd be like the most servant-hearted. Let me help you, sweet. If you knocked on my door at 7.30 at night, you know, when I'm thinking I'm chillaxing, Mark and I might be watching a ball game or whatever, and you said, hey, can you help me for 30 minutes? I would be like, no. I mean, I think. Tomorrow. Yeah. tomorrow can we yeah. do that? You I'll know, maybe tomorrow, tomorrow during work hours. <laughs> and so, um, Josh, when you asked Sunday morning, are you living a trustworthy life? You you said yeah. it way better than I said that. But are you is is your life consistent lining up mm-hmm. with with an open handed yeah. um, effort toward your whole entire life leveraging for the gospel? My answer would be sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so that's an area that God's continued to work on me on. But that's what I hoard is my time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but God's working on it. Thank goodness, this side yeah. of heaven, I'm a work in progress. That's right. Mm-hmm. Right beside y'all. I, th- I think I, every time we have conversations around this nature, I go back to the word surrender because whether it's our time, whether it's our kids or loved ones, um, what we said when we came to Christ was more than just "I need you to forgive me," although mm-hmm. that is 100% true. But we said, "I give you everything. everything. I am. I am not my own. I am yours 100%." And at that moment of salvation, that is so, that comes out, you know, in one way. But then, when we are actually challenged to do it, yeah. it often feels quite different. I think, um, as I hear you say that, I think the thing for me is, and I wonder if this is true for others. I think it might be in the the church at large. Is that for most of us who grew up in the church, our our framework is that we see churches Sunday morning, mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. A Sunday night, Wednesday night. And so we grow up believing that is what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Yeah, that's right. Um, is the the programmatic nature rather than the living as a witness mm-hmm. or as a messenger. Therefore, we may hear things that contradict that, but at the core, our spiritual DNA is really the programmatic aspect of the church. Mm-hmm. Um, therefore, we kind of compartmentalize it. Therefore, it's Sunday morning, Wednesday mm-hmm. night. I do mm-hmm. these events. I go to mission trips. I do these mm-hmm. things. Rather than it being um, a compulsion at the, in the fire in my soul mm. of becoming like Jesus and bringing others to him, mm-hmm. I think we've equated faith with religion. 
and so it's hard to actually wreck that frame. Mm-hmm. Instead, we're Pharisees that perpetuate this model mm-hmm. rather than living mm-hmm. broken and, and on fire in revival. I think for me, it is. Yeah, it's a great word. Mm-hmm. Certainly, it's only for you. You're the only one who's like that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know like, anybody. Thanks for confessing that. that <laughs> we appreciate. Oh, there's that. plenty more to come. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just start there. After after the podcast. Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, well, I think that I think that maybe is a good segue, Neil, into uh, just uh, I think another thing that that we had talked about, maybe wanting to cover uh, today, because um, you know that that tendency that we have to segment things and compartmentalize. Because mm-hmm. uh, one of the things you talked about, Josh, in your message was was uh, was you know I, c- I can't remember the exact term you used, but it was something along the lines of you know creating margin mm-hmm. um, to to leverage for uh, spiritual conversations, the gospel. Uh, and, and, you know, it's, it's difficult to do that if we're compartmentalizing, right? If we see everything as separate, like, uh, I'm, you know, I'm doing the, the Christian thing when I'm at church or, you know, I'm, I'm doing the programs, right. uh, but the rest of my life is really, you know, that's a separate thing. Right. And, uh, and so if we have no mindset to, uh, to leverage our time, uh, or resources and, and create that margin, um, you know, I mean, we're just, we're not going to go there. Mm-hmm. So, so how do we practically, you know, what are some ways that you guys practically, uh, uh, you know, exercise that, put that to use? I've got one for, for margin. It sounded like we talked about it earlier, didn't it? Okay. That was my cue right there. <laughs> but um, about two years ago, maybe three years ago, I made a New Year's resolution. I try to make only one New Year's resolution. And I'd heard a great sermon about um, adding margin to your life to minister to others. In other words, as you plan your day, instead of saying, okay, I've got to be somewhere at 10, let me get there right at 10, but intentionally backing that up 10 or 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. So as you go about, you know, the disciples did it, and Jesus did it as you go about and minister to people and, and, and leaving space in your life for those opportunities. And so whether it be Kroger or Walmart or checking in at a hotel, whatever it was, I added time to that at the beginning so that I could just be present in the moment and love on people well. And so um, out of that came some great relationships with public servants, Hmm. people who were in service to you, to me, and to others, um, and some great friendships out of that. Uh, What reminds me of that, my aunt, Neva, um, um, went to her funeral several years ago and there was a lady at the casket and she was bawling her eyes out and I thought well who is that lady and um I don't recognize her from my side of the family and so I asked my uncle Ken uncle Ken is that part of the Jordans that was their last name is is this lady related to my aunt through your family and I just didn't know her they lived in Utah so I thought this is a cousin I didn't know this lady is crying right beside the body my uncle says, no, Beth, that was your aunt's server at the Western Sizzlin. Hmm. And she wow. had deliberately built a friendship hmm. uh, for this lady and had shared Christ with her. Hmm. And I want That's to live great. my life and yeah. have enough margin and love for people around hmm. me that the Western Sizzlin lady, hmm. or maybe the Twisted Turnip server, is <laughs> at my funeral. Yes, because we know how much you love that. Uh, <laughs> I, I try to work yeah. it in every podcast. <laughs> but I sure. think but you're exactly that right. That leverage, that margin, you've got to intentionally do it. And if you have little children, let me throw this in, Josh, real quick. But if you have little children, you can do this with them. When you're checking out at Walmart, ask your Walmart or your checker person, wherever you are, may I buy you a soft drink today? Mm. And just... 
you know, if that conversation lends itself to your inviting them into friendship and later inviting them into worship with you and, and church, those, those are great. But adding that margin so that you can deliver, you can do this with any age child, yep. student, mm-hmm. anybody. Um, but it has to be intentional. It can't be. Mm-hmm. It, it, if it's not intentional, it won't happen. I yeah. hear Beth kind of circling around like Psalm ninety twelve. you know. Teach me to know my days to give me a heart of wisdom. On our own, we don't. We give our time away. We, you know, whether you're creating margin or you're leveraging the time you have, I think it's we we compartmentalize sacred. And I think mm-hmm. as it Augustine, the city of God, it was sacred from the secular. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we start we change the view of our time that we have and the experiences to become sacred. Mm-hmm. Every piece of Every it piece has of some it. sacred piece to it, right? Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. uh, for me, one of the things that as, as a practice that I've tried to do. Um, as part of my journaling is I'll, at the end of the week, I will go back and as I prepare for the following week, I'll go back and look at what were the biggest wins last week. And then it forces me to go back and look at that the look back, that yeah. look back mm-hmm. that in some way not only helps me see, okay, there was God at work and these other things, but it also reminds me as I look forward to what needs to be the priority. That's something I've started practicing. It's, it's the best. It's a Thursday afternoon or Friday. Um, that practice has tried to open my eyes to things that maybe I'm mm-hmm. not naturally going to see. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, Beth, as you were talking about margin, one of the things I'm realizing more and more in my life is I, um, if I leave margin in my life, then people are a blessing mm-hmm. that I get to interact Ooh, that's with. That's good. Keep going. And when Way I go. don't leave margin, mm-hmm. people just are in my no, way. They're, they're like, mm-hmm. I've got stuff to do. I've got places mm-hmm. to be. And I really don't want to have this conversation right now. Mm-hmm. And so I will find that to be true uh, in the workplace. I'll find that to be true at home, you know, even with my kids. If I mm-hmm. leave margin, mm-hmm. then when I have that time around them, it's a, it is a blessing. It's a joy. But if I so pack my schedule, Mm -hmm. then I'm more concerned about getting to the next thing or getting everything checked off the list or whatever. And even my family can be just another obstacle to getting that. Well, that's really convicting, Preston. Thank you. Goodness gracious. On the same vein, though, I think for me, if I don't own my calendar, Mm -hmm. then I can't create those moments of margin. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Otherwise, I, I give my time away mm. and not to the most important things, but to urgent things. So people are going to yeah. take it. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Well, yeah. and I think sometimes we undershoot how much margin we need. Like Ooh. we try to leave some margin and it looks good on paper, but then we get into real life and we realize there's more stuff that's going to fill in that margin than we anticipated. Yeah. And so we still feel the stress of it. Yeah. Um, and so one I think the, yeah. you got to be even more intentional to leave that. One of the... Um, it's funny enough, it's actually a business book. It was uh, Patrick Lencioni. I think the big three questions for a frantic family. But for families, he talked about the idea of setting goals to what you're going to say yes and no to for mm-hmm. a 90-day chunk. Mm-hmm. And then with your family, like mm-hmm. we're, we're going to do these things, we're not going to do these things to identify where you're, like how you're going to approach your time mm-hmm. and your margin and what, yeah. you're, what mm-hmm. you're, you're focusing. Um, and I thought, man, that's so good just to – bring your family into a conversation of where mm-hmm. we're going to focus so that you can talk about when we go to the restaurants, we're going to have these conversations mm-hmm. with the staff there. When we go here, we're going to, you know. I think that, yeah, and I think that's great uh, and, and is a great tie-in to our one-year goal, yeah, actually, you good. know, because oh, yeah. we, you know, one of the things we've said and challenged our, our families to do is to be intentional about spending time in the Word as a family, 
um, and, and then you know, spending time serving others mm-hmm. as a family. And I think that's a starting place, you know, and I, I think a good, if you're looking for a next step, it's to, uh, it's mm-hmm. to have those intentional kinds of conversations about how does this extend beyond this, uh, this time together in our home or, or wherever you're right. doing that, that reading and, uh, and you know, where does this lead us to, to next things? Um, as you guys are talking, I was thinking about, you know, Josh, you, you mentioned Sunday, just, uh, I think you tied it back to a seminary professor, but you know, the ministry of presence mm-hmm. and, uh, it, that's a lot of what we're talking mm-hmm. about here is yeah. just having that margin to, uh, and creating the margin just to, just to be present with people mm-hmm. and to not see them as an obstacle mm-hmm. or something that's just getting in our way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And the only way we can do that is to, to build the margin in. Exactly. Yeah, or at least yeah, I'm still struggling with the margin concept as we talk through it. I know you don't like that word. I know. I think it's <laughs> what word would you use that's different? I think we don't we don't identify as witnesses or messengers. I think say the, more. I, I don't. I mean, I'm thinking through it for myself right now. Yeah, tie uh, that to margin. Like going like not so not margin for the sake of margin, just for the sake of oh, what, what will be will be, but margin for the sake of. I got something I want to. Yeah, tell like somebody. like it's like we all have twenty four hours a day in a day. Like that's not going to change. There's mm-hmm. there's and you know so to create margin is one thing, but to live my life as a witness that I leverage every so intentional mar- uh, margin uh, or just uh, um, yeah, he doesn't like the word margin. Yeah, margin. He's going to have to come up with another word. I mean, I'm, I'm space. I, <laughs> I think it's a, a margin. Maybe the right word. I just think it's it's a it's just a different intentionality. It's a it's a frame. It's a um, it's a I don't know. I like it. It's I like where you're going, but I I think yes, I think there's two two things, and maybe personalities at play, right? Um, and I think for some people, margin is tough just in and of itself. Other people are like, yes, I I would love margin, yeah. just depending on your personality type. Yeah. Uh, and then the other end, you have people who are going to be quicker to to come across as a messenger, one who comes with good news, and the other one who would be more shy. And I think you know, it's hard for you to share the message if you don't have the margin built in. Mm-hmm. So there is a practical aspect, sure. mm-hmm. but there is also a theological component where you are going to be intentional with yeah. mm-hmm. the good news that you you carry or you're yeah. the ambassador of. Um, but you can't you can't be that herald without being intentional and practical with some time and space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Time and space. That's that good. makes sense. Yeah. Mm. That's good. Hey, so uh, so I want to manage our time well because uh, uh, we we no, we got plenty we, of time and space right now. Well, you just said we have twenty four hours in a day, so I mean, it's, um, <clears throat> the twenty four hour podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we should try that. Like, no, let's not do that. Somebody do that. has to edit that. Do um, coming in and out, I think it'd be great. So, uh, so you you mentioned. Uh, we talked about that in this passage here. So, so Paul is is endorsing. These these two men, right? Mm-hmm. And, and he's he's telling the the church in Philippi that you, you know you should trust these guys, right. and um, and so you know let's talk about let's talk about a little bit about what it means to to trust. You you spent some time on it in your in your your message, mm-hmm. and you said you know you actually cautioned us that mm-hmm. we ought to be careful uh, who we entrust our lives to, right? Um, as as teachers and leaders, and um, and it, it just raised. I think there are several questions and several directions we could go here, uh, but one question that it raised for me: so in this age of uh, the internet, social media, like there is no shortage of content and uh, in spiritual leaders out there who are vying for our time and attention, mm-hmm. right? And that a lot of people 
give their, you know, they like them. Yeah. 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 And so, so how do you, cause one of the things you said in order to trust someone and, and, you know, you should know them and you should know their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just a list of qualifications potentially, uh, how does that flesh out for for you know in this digital age when uh, when there's all that stuff out there? Sure, and you so, can't possibly know these people. You can't. But all right. So for me, again, I'm not going to give you chapter and verse. And what I'm about to tell you is not a, a biblical principle, but it's a principle that I try to follow. Right. Um, I do appreciate people who think differently than me. Uh, like I have a list of podcasts that I try to listen to every week. Um, they're usually five podcasts or five five sermons or talks or whatever it's going to be. Two of them, generally, I'm going to like and agree with before I even click. Uh, two of them, I'm not going to like or agree with before I click. And one, I'm going to be pretty neutral about. Uh, and my goal in that's a couple of things. Number one, I want to be a lifelong learner because you can be – uh, you can communicate terrible things but be a great communicator. So mm-hmm. I want to learn how people are communicating. I want to also – hone skills of being critical and thinking um, to make sure that I don't just say, well, I don't like that person just because they're that person. Well, I haven't even heard what they said. And so I want to be able to listen and critically mm. think through what they're saying. Okay. So, so that's just as a practice, right? So with that, I'll apply to what you just said. There are people that I know and I see their life that, that I say, okay, I know them. I see them. I see how they are contending for the faith. I see how they're walking and, and working out their faith with their salvation with fear and trembling, as Paul would say earlier in this letter. And so for that, I would say those are the principles that I'm pretty quick to apply to my life or at least practice in my life. People that I'm listening to on the outside that I don't know who they are. I don't know how they live. I don't know where they, where they live, how they spend their money, how they raise their kids, how they do marriage, all those things. I'm going to hold them at a very far arm's length. I'm still going to listen. There may be grains of truth that I may be able to take in or things that I may be curious about and continue uh, this this idea of discovery. Um, but they're not going to be people that I say, hey, I'm going to trust you implicitly and mm-hmm. apply those things to my life. Again, that's not a biblical principle, but just for me, I, I want to walk like other men that I respect and see walk, mm. um, and specifically older men. Like, like I, I'm 40. I, I try to, to look and seek out men who are in their 50s and 60s and 70s that are still in the faith, mm. that's still up pastors who, who haven't given up yet, who are still in the fight, who are still preaching faithfully, who still believe the word of God is true. I want to know those people mm. and apply. I, I don't have to live my life exactly like they live it, but Whatever they're doing has worked mm-hmm. for an extended period of time in a very hard crucible that is ministry. Mm. And so I think uh, when we can see their life and know their life, um, they are, for me, uh, more easily to 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 be trusted uh, and to be emulated. Mm. But that's just me. What do you guys think? There, I, There's something different about um, being able to model after someone that you're actually seeing them mm-hmm. on a regular basis, uh, seeing them with friends, seeing them in church, seeing them with their family or whatever, where the things you're emulating are actual behaviors you're seeing played out in their lives versus trying to emulate what they said about something, if that makes sense. Because, I mean, really anybody can say something, right? right? And it sounds good. And to your point earlier, if they're a good communicator, they not only can say it, but they can say it in the best way possible. And you can be like, oh, man, I need to be like that person. That's right. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. I mean, as you get to know them, you might realize that they're great at saying it, but they're not very good at living it out. And yeah. I think the, you know, the the crux of this passage is these are these are guys who they have lived Living it out. out. Mm-hmm. Paul's saying they have not just come and been around me while I've been doing the work. They've been fellow workers, fellow soldiers. They've been in the mix doing it. Yeah. 
and I don't know, there's just, I, I agree with you, listening to others out there, you can gain from it for sure. But when it comes to who am I going to um, try to walk as they are walking, I just don't know how you get that from just a podcast or a, mm-hmm. you know, a website or, or whatever. I think, I think your statement, of, man, that's really good. I think it is consistent with what I was trying to communicate earlier of the idea of if we only look at Sunday mornings and Wednesdays mm-hmm. yeah. as the time we have shared experiences together, we're not going to see others and know how they live their lives. The more we mix in sacred and secular kind of moments together mm-hmm. and do life outside together, mm-hmm. the more we can have those experiences. Otherwise, it's easy to assume that we grow only from podcasts and sermons yeah. because they're all at a distance rather than intimately involved with each other's lives. Yeah. Um, like for me, I'm doing life with, in my small group, the guys that we do life together, one's about 10 years older and one's about about eight to 10 years younger. Mm. But we're intimately involved in knowing how their marriages look, how they're raising children or grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and because of that, it gives me a better sense of what it looks like, mm-hmm. um, not just what it sounds like. Yeah. And, and I think for that That's too, good. Neil, the same is that when you have the life-to-life component, you were able to um, really see them through lots of seasons. Yeah. Like there's some podcasters I listen to that I absolutely love that I don't really know their life. I mean, mm-hmm. I... Pray and hope they're consistent and trustworthy and all of that. But, and I can learn from them. But then I have an older lady who is uh, who's been a stepmom for a long time, and she's mm-hmm. navigated that well. Mm-hmm. And because I want to rock the stepmom role yeah. as well as the mom role, yeah. but the stepmom role. Uh, for my girls, I'm always like asking her questions and how did you navigate this and tell me what you're doing. And it's just beautiful. And then I have another good friend in my separate club and she has um, kids who are older than than all four of our kids. And so to hear what she's doing, like recently she told me uh, about the devotional thing that she's doing with her kids through text this year mm-hmm. and how that has increased their, their relationship spiritually. And these are grown adult kids. And so yeah. I'm always want to put myself in a position where I'm learning. You know, mm-hmm. 1 Corinthians 11, 1, Paul told the Corinthian church, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Yeah. And so we always have to look for those people. How about the rest of y'all? Do you have someone that you that is that pours into you that you look toward mm-hmm. to imitate, mm-hmm. to follow, to, mm-hmm. yeah. to be like? Yeah. yeah, so for for me, I'll jump. I would say um, from a distance, like, again, there I think there's from a distance and then up close in real life. Um, uh, Dr. Waylon Bailey, um, if you know Dr. Mm-hmm. Bailey, Dr. Bailey, uh, different than um, Dr. Bozeman, uh, mm-hmm. to make sure that they're not the same. Dr. Bailey is the pastor at First Baptist Covington. Mm. He's been there for 30 years, 30 mm-hmm. plus years, um, faithful in ministry. He's in his mm-hmm. 70s now, mm-hmm. and he has been married for 40 years. Um, it, it's it's that, that cru- he has walked the crucible. He has stayed faithful to his wife. He's His money is in order. Like like all of those things mm-hmm. seem, seem good. Um, and, um, you know, I, I would say there's a couple of guys in my life. Neil, you're one of those guys um, mm-hmm. for me um, because, um, you know, you're you're young, um, but, but you're a little bit older than I am. Um, and you have walked a season with Jennifer um, that Katie and I have yet to walk. Mm-hmm. Um, and with Catherine. Um, that that Katie and I have yet to walk, and to watch you navigate that um, up close and personal mm-hmm. is such a beautiful expression mm-hmm. of God's faithfulness. Yeah. Um, because you also are really good about showing us all the warts um, of of all the flaws, all the brokenness, um, and and for me that is life giving mm-hmm. because uh, many people can see you or see us mm-hmm. as superhuman that we we yes. never make the mistake, we always have it together, and we don't, yeah. mm-hmm. we don't at all. In the moment we begin to invite people in, in the real us, 
uh, it gives life to all those that are around. And so mm, uh, you're sense. one of those people Man. for me. Mm. Thank you for saying And that. he called you young. Sure. You're yeah. Young. yeah. <laughs> as, as we're looking at my, my white <laughs> beard as it's, yeah. Hey, now, watch it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's right. I, was, I think for me, it's going to be um, up close. Mm. You know, I got Chuck Stewart, who I, you know, watching Chuck do life with complicated things. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um I think it changes over seasons, right? Like mm-hmm. the uh, the loss of my father, like mm-hmm. the the gradual fade of Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. took one voice away, and having to search for those. Mm-hmm. And then professionally, I think it's the trying to build a network of of people around us who are in similar positions. But again, it's different though because it's it. There's a difference in the real over a cup of coffee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I'm confessing that I'm, you know. A Pharisee, like I'm, I'm reading the stuff out of First Peter as we're talking, chapter five about not being for selfish gain, mm. and I think having people around me who I can check that against the glass, so to speak, of what are those motives that are, um, and being known by those people above, you know, around me. Mm. Mm. Um, I can't imagine doing any other way now. Yeah, um, I can't imagine it at all. That's good. Yeah. Mike has given us this signal. The bat signal? That we're either doing a great job or we have less time. I think he's saying I we're, think that we're was a fantastic a answer. And, uh, and thanks for calling me out. I was just telling you that we've just got a few more minutes. Oh, okay. So. thought you were waving at me. Or, <laughs> well. In a weird I mean, handshake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Throwing up signs. Um, but I do. Th- okay. So I want to build on one more, like push that a little bit further. So people watching other podcasts or things, other people who are teaching, that's something, you know, how do you trust them? But I think also in a church. How do you trust the, the ministers and pastors who are on your mm-hmm. staff? I think it's the same thing, which is doing life together. That's mm-hmm. right. And so if you don't know, I think it's easier to distrust or overly trust, put on a pedestal, mm-hmm. someone you don't know. It's right. a lot more, right. uh, it's a lot messier mm-hmm. and a lot more healthy, though, mm-hmm. if we are doing life together. That's right. And, yeah. and so I think I would just assume, I would encourage church members, spend time with your ministry staff. Yeah. Right and and ask questions, get to know them, and mm. invite them over for dinner. Yeah. I'm up for that. Yeah, Beth always wants a <laughs> yeah. good. Yeah, what yeah. I th- and I think that's part of why I think it's so important what we've continued to to talk about and practice here, and I think we're getting better at it. Um, I think we we've got a long way to go still, but you know, just the idea of knowing and being known, and um, you know, and that's not just for church members. I mean, that's that's mm. for that's for church leaders as well. Absolutely, mm-hmm. um, and so. That's right. Hey, uh, we've got just a uh, just a, a couple of more minutes here, and I know there's one question specifically that we had talked about we wanted to address because this was asked by a church member specifically, um, and uh, and this comes down to really a translation issue, I think, uh, related to Epaphroditus, and so uh, translated as a missionary or an apostle, and so um, Josh. Yes. What you what you got to say to that, man? Man, I, I well, I mean, I, the way the ESV translates it, uh, if you look at verse 25 is where it comes from. It says, your messenger. Um, I believe that's an accurate representation. Um, and and so if you were to look up the Greek, the Greek word uh, is apostolos. And, and so you, some people may say, well, that's apostle. Well, maybe. Uh, an apostle is a sent out one with a message. Um, and that is essentially what the apostle, how the ESV translates this passage here, um, that he had a message that, that as he was a part of the Philippian church, uh, Epaphroditus here, 
goes and travels with the Apostle Paul, serves with him, is now being sent back with another message um, to encourage that church there. Um, I do think there are some people who would contend for, uh, since it is apostolos, that it is a capital A, meaning that they are uh, a real apostle, one one who carries the weight of apostleship, meaning that when they speak, they speak with the authority of God. When they minister, they minister in the authority of God, um, which I would argue, and I know that, that it's okay if, if we don't agree here, um, but I argue that when the apostles, uh, going back, what makes one an apostle, one who is a sent out one, is they have seen Jesus Christ and have been commissioned by him. Um, and so, I, I don't know that to be true about Epaphroditus, um, but I do know um, that that when the apostles died, so did the apostolic ministry uh, in the sense of there's no more scripture being written. Um, there, there is no more apostolic work being done. And so maybe you have a minister today who says, well, I'm an apostle so-and-so. Well, that's great. It's a little A. Uh, it's not a big A apostle. Uh, so you, you are a messenger with, with the gospel. Great. Praise God for that. Um, but you today are not speaking new words that we've never had before. Um, and just to, to be clear, because there are some who may have, in my opinion, the audacity to stand and say, what I say is the word of God, mm. um, and I would be incredibly careful mm. uh, of that. And I, I don't believe that's what's being in view here. So that's why um, I like the ESV's translation of messenger, and I believe mm. it's correct. That's good. Thank you for clarifying that. Yeah. For answering but that. Uh, maybe you have a differing view. What do you – no? Mm. All right. I'm, just, All right. I'm, I'm doing a word study as we're talking about it, and I'm looking at John thirteen sixteen. Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. The big A apostle wouldn't really fit in that context when the same word is used. Right. So I'm looking at other places, and I'm, I think I agree with you on the idea of um, context matters. Mm-hmm. On this one, it seems more consistent to be a messenger. That's right. Um, a sent out messenger. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's a good word. Good deal. Hey, uh, guys, thank you. Uh, before we wrap up real quick, uh, just uh, a couple details. And, and Beth, it's great that you're here and on the podcast today. Been because you, you have a big event uh, coming up, and you want to tell us uh, well, a few Mike, details about it? Let's change that. We have a big event coming up. We. Wow, just called me out. Yeah, got Tuesday, yep. November 28th, Terry Lee Cobb will be with us at 7 p.m. You get your tickets online at broadmore.org. Um you could backslash something, but just go there and look at events. <laughs> look down for Terry Lee. We have a market from four to seven. There's food vendors ahead of time. I want to point that out that you can purchase some food for Twisted Nando's. Twisted turnip going to be there? Wait just a second for Nando's. Yes, Beagle they bagel, are. Salamookies. Uh, we got a coffee truck, roll of beans, Ooh. and ladies and gentlemen, Twisted Turnip will be with us. So we're real excited. Terry Lee is the author of the Bible Study Recap, and she's one that I would recommend for a podcast for y'all to listen to. Uh, but that night is going to be wonderful. Here's my challenge for you, ladies: bring a friend, bring a neighbor, bring a niece, bring a bring a um, cousin, bring someone maybe who um, is. Is not in church or has questions about the gospel or you need to build a relationship with. Bring them that night. Buy my ticket. You can get it online. And I'm just so excited. We got some mission churches that are going to be with us. The First Chinese Church of Richland is coming. Some other mission churches. My Chawtow friends are coming. So we cannot wait. 
Uh, get your tickets. All these guys around so here are going to be helping. Is this one of those free events? Our pastor can't give any <laughs> away. Giving stuff free. away. Is this, is two, this? two things, y'all. The, these tickets are not free. They're twenty five dollars. Only twenty five to hear Terry. And also our Thanksgiving meal coming up on November fifteenth. It's also, also not, not free. free, right? Yeah. So, uh, so but if you need a free ticket, you let us know. And we'll hook you up. Yeah. Well, we've had great sign up, right? Yeah. yeah. So you better get tickets because yeah. it's. Oh, for I mean, how many people do you have tickets. so far? It's a, well, it's a lot. It's um, more than you can imagine. <laughs> We got a little contest going. Who's going to nice hit the evasion. right number? Yeah, Good evasion. That's right. Evasion. Uh, yeah, so um, that's great. And you did say, you said Choctaw Church, not Cha-Cha Church, right? Whoa. Yeah. I also heard Cha-Cha Church. Yeah, that's I heard fun. Cha-Cha Church. Cha-Cha? Cha-Cha to the right. But the Choctaw. No. Choctaw. Can you spell Choctaw? Choctaw? Uh-huh. C-H-O-C-T-A-W? Very good. My gauge okay. for the win. He's wow, Florida, I would have y'all. not passed that spelling bee. You would bee. have not. Ah, well. You know, I still remember my spelling bee. The reason I failed is because I spelled February wrong. It's a hard oh. word. It's, it's hard. Bee. It's tricky, though. It's a sneaky word. It has an R yeah. after that. I didn't know. Uh, and so I remember oh. being so confident and yet so deflated in a matter of two seconds. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those words. Fantastic. Uh, well, hey, uh, as always, great conversation and uh, good you, having you guys all in the room. Look forward to next week as we start Philippians chapter 3. three. See you, Mike H. Love you guys. <laughs> Love, Love y'all. Too. Love you. This has been a production of Broadmoor Baptist Church. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with others and don't forget to subscribe. To help us spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe as well. They can find us wherever they prefer to get their podcasts. And if you'd like more information about Broadmoor, please visit our website at broadmoor.org or connect with us on your favorite social media platform where we're listed as at my broadmoor. Thanks for listening.